The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia, Tennessee. Live from West 7th in the former office of Dan James. <laughs> Sitting in the presence of greatness, huh? I mean, it just he left it just lingering yeah. in, the, in the air. I wonder if the piano was in here when he was here. He he probably. I wonder if he played. He probably it. plays the piano. There you go. I don't know. Yeah. Tip yeah, that, the piano, that piano was a recent contribution. Oh, okay. It was, so it, it was, was not. A, okay. It was a fun show to watch them bring that thing in. <laughs> oh, good God. I don't. Want to talk I bet to it was. Yeah. Bunch oh. of musicians, a bunch of musicians bringing in an old piano that. Uh, There's the piano <laughs> and the mess and the mess that goes with it. Yeah, it, it's become. I wonder when the last time is it's been played. I, I great question. It, it, it looks like, judging by the stuff on top of it, that it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been played once or twice since. Since it got here. Since it got here, so. Well, we appreciate whoever brought it. <laughs> yeah, we like to stack Mr. stuff on Mr. top of George it. George Hamilton the fifth. It's it's a it's a us, great so. it, it is a a great um, stuff catcher. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you G five. It does hold some Braves pocket schedules where you can see <laughs> who they're going to lose. Who to they're going to lose to next? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a chance to get over five hundred for the first time this season, the Braves. Said nay nay. Uh, yeah. Who needs fi- who needs who Again. needs to be over five hundred? Um, I was thinking about this this morning as I was deciding not to bring my Braves mask with me today because um, I have to pick my spots. I'm trying to find the right temperature to take with this team. I mean, I don't want to be like Chicken Little. The sky is falling every time they lose because I see what's going on with the rest of the NL East. But at the same time, it would be nice to take advantage of what's What's going on with the rest of the NL East and and put some distance between us and some folks. And every other team in the NL East is saying the same thing. We need to be taking advantage of this while the Braves are struggling. Because once they get their full compliment, it could be be ugly. And so just trying to remind myself of that. Remain calm. All is well. You know. It's all is not well. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but and especially when you know you're in a three-two ball game, 
and you're sitting there going, okay, we're in a 3-2 ball game. We've got our full, you know, after a day's rest, we've got our full bullpen. Everybody's up. Everybody's available, and you go with Mentor. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And Matzik. You don't know who to trust. Because you know, ne- it, it's because it's the Atlanta Braves bullpen is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get ever. You never know. And I think the people that you know most about, probably Chris Martin, is unavailable still. He is potentially making another rehab appearance tonight in Gwinnett, and then they will reevaluate whether or not he is available to return. Now, that being said, the Braves did pick up a waiver uh, <laughs> reliever yesterday from the Baltimore Orioles, who, you know, obviously great team there. Uh, you remember what happened the last time the Braves got a picture from the Baltimore Orioles, right? Uh, it was that starter. We screwed that, it, We screwed him up, and then he left, and now he's throwing 98. No, not Gossman. There was another one. Oh. And, uh, yeah, exactly. I can't think of his name, but he made like two starts and was gone. I'm just not real sure about Baltimore pitching castoffs. Yeah, the Gossman thing is is a whole thing that we could go off on a whole complete different tangent with that one. Uh, yeah, but, because it, it that along with the issues that we have in the bullpen and Cole Hamels coming in and helping fix them last year, it makes me. Yeah, maybe we need Cole Hamels back. Huh? That's what I'm thinking. That's I mean, maybe coach. he's the pitching coach that we need. Because it's certainly not the current pitching coach, whomever that is, and I couldn't tell you. I, I'll tell you what we need. We need we need a guy on the bench who might do a little rocking back and forth on occasion. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> not a not a bad night for um, Brentwood product, Robbie Ray though. Yeah, well, he gave up the two jacks. So he right. did, but still three three runs. I mean, this it's not a bad night against this lineup. Yeah. And and if you're giving up home runs, make them solos. Yep. <laughs> one by Ozuna, one by Acuna. Acuna's 11th. Acuna made it through a game without getting hit. How about that? Major league leading 11th home run. Yeah. And he didn't – well, I mean, he's only gotten hit three times this year. It just feels like more. It does. <laughs> it really does. Okay, yeah. if anyone counted the close calls. Or the close pitches. No. <laughs> like the one right before he got hit Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. The, so well, what we call the messengers. <laughs> actually I think that one got his, his jersey, but and I wish it had because then he wouldn't have got hit hard. In the hand. Yeah. Anyway, the Braves seventeen and eighteen take on visiting Dunedin, eighteen and sixteen. Second game of a three game series tonight at um Truist Park. It'll be Max Freed, one and one. With an ever dwindling eight point four four ERA, yeah, it's three points down from the last time he played. Yeah, exactly. Versus Hun Jin Ryu, are you? I think R Y U Ryu. I think it's R U. Okay, R U. All right, two and two with a three three one for the Blue Jays. Um, He's a solid little pitcher and has been for a while. Six twenty first pitch. Pre-game begins at 5.05 on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM, so be sure and check that out. You want me to go now? Or we got some more to talk about? I just, uh, 
so here's the thing about the Braves. I, mm-hmm. I feel I feel I feel confident right now with our starting pitching getting to a, a, a better point. We got a good night out of Bryce Wilson. Like I said earlier, we get we, we have peanut butter, no jelly, and Kool-Aid, no sugar, and cereal, no milk. It's never two things that match. And if there's at any point we can put both or all three starting pitching, bullpen relief, and, and a offense. decent offensive performance and last night wasn't a great offensive performance it no, was not good enough really. to win because had the bullpen done its job we would have won the game yeah i mean the braves led three two when, the when bryce came out yeah so i mean that's that's when your bullpen's got to do what it's supposed to do and it didn't yeah. so it's it's always something yeah it's it's never everything <laughs> But, but I do I, feel I do feel good about. Of course, the starting now pitching. here's the other side of this. If you got everything now, how long do you hang on to it? And then, of course, you got the end of the season, and, and there and, is and you that, got that run after you know after the midpoint where you really want to get hot. Mm-hmm. And that's in. just so what I was you, getting ready you know, to say. If we're going to have these kind of issues, I would rather have them in now. early slash mid May than yeah. in August. Well, there was always during that run of fifteen division titles there was always a always some point in the season where the Braves would reel off 13 out of 15 or 15 out of 19 or something like that and it just it seemed like there was always just that that one run that really separated separated them them. Mm -hmm. and I feel like this team has that ability once you get Chris Martin back uh, you got um You've got Soroka coming back probably next month. You you got, you, you got Shane Green. Shane coming. Green will be will be coming soon. Uh, yeah. But again, do you want that run now or do you want it? We got July yeah. and August when I, honestly, when again, the Anytime. way the NL East is playing right now, I kind of want it right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if we if we get it now, then if it, we have yeah. make them have but, to chase. Yeah. Make them but everybody, chase. you know, again, the law of averages and stuff like everybody's going to have their little bit of a run. You know, every team's going to have their run, especially as evenly matched as these teams seem to be. Here's so you know, I, as long as we can stay within striking distance and stuff like that, let them have their runs. You know, now you know, and then we get ours put late and the put them away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and here's what I here's what I would say to that. If you get to a certain point and put enough distance between you and the the players in your division before the trade deadline, they're less likely to be buyers at that deadline that would sure up maybe their lineup and you never know what you know what's gonna happen at that trade deadline where you know Washington goes out and gets another bat or they get another you know starting pitcher and then boom, now we are. Now, the caveat to that is, do we know who the players are in the NL East right now? I Everybody. Know Mets, well, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the NL East, you're a player right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. That's my, that's my problem. We, I mean, we don't know because it's everybody. Yeah. Everybody is within four games of each other. Right. And that's the problem is you can't – if you put distance between you and the next team now – they're less likely to say, oh, well, we can win this thing if we just had one more bat at the deadline. Mm-hmm. 
So do it now rather than later because of that. That that would be my argument for let's go share this thing up now. Yeah. That's just me. I, this day in Braves history, on May 12, 1941, after five undistinguished seasons of being called the Bees, the National League Club in Boston reverts to its original name. New owners of the Braves had hoped to change the team's image by renaming the franchise. In 1937. I don't know what the team's image was in 1936 or 1937 that they were trying to remedy by becoming the Boston Bees, but clearly it didn't work. Well, I, I mean, was it an imagery issue in 1936? Because that would be interesting. That would be least. interesting if that was the case. So I don't know if it was. I can't imagine folks being that woke in 1936, but. Well, hey. I mean, they did elect a Democratic Socialist four times, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> A little bit closer to home and closer to today, the Sounds opened their first horizon portion of their schedule last night with an 18-6 loss. Well, did they show up? They were there. They put the uniform on. Somebody at least. was. Yeah, somebody was in uniform with an 18-6 loss to Memphis. Oof. I don't think I really though. You know, score notwithstanding, it, it had been matter. it had been 616 days since the sounds had taken the field at First Horizon Park. I'm not sure anybody cared what the outcome was. So, but um, tonight's game, 635. Top pitching prospects. Um, the Redbirds will run out Matthew Libertor. Libertory? They're um, the, Liberator, uh, the, yeah, Liberator, the, I think. Okay, the <laughs> the number the number one pick of the St. Louis Cardinals in 2018, and, and their number one prospect. Yeah, and the Sounds will counter with Aaron Ashby, the fourth round selection of the Brewers in 2018, and the Brewers organization's number seven prospect. So, so if you like pitching. This might be a game to be at. Again, Sounds in Memphis, 635 first pitch at is, First Horizon Park. Is this Andy Ashby's kid? Surely not. I mean, I Andy guess, was born in 67. I that would make sense. Well, I was just sitting here thinking. I was like, Ashby, that name sounds really familiar. And he, you know appeared in 14 or 15 games for the Braves in 2000. Well, you know, if you type Aaron Ashby in, then it finishes out dad. Um, Does it? Yeah, let's see. Looks like his uncle. Ah, nephew. Yep, nephew of Major Leaguer. And I was just curious because I thought, man, that name sounds really familiar. Where have I heard the Ashby name before? Yeah. Now we know. There you go. So that's interesting. That'll be that'll be a good matchup tonight. It really will be. Uh, hopefully, it won't be twenty four runs scored between the two with well, uh, with I, these tip, with these two pitchers on the bump. Well, if if the sounds are scoring at least thirteen of them, I'd be good with that. <laughs> Just saying. There's that. There's that. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we have MLB.com's Jonathan Mayo to talk a little draft 
analysis, uh, discuss Vanderbilt, Rocker, Lighter, and the rest of the SEC because there are several who have several names who have kind of popped up recently due to some good play in the regular season in the SEC. So lots to talk about with him. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Morning Joint, live from the Lee Company Studio. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming to you live from the lee company studio here in columbia west 7th we got our guest awesome before we go to our guest okay yeah, you want to? You want to? I, I just need to interject something here because scrolling through Twitter, as we are wont to do, particularly during breaks, came up on a tweet from at Corked Bats, K O R K E D Bats. Just went up in the last minute. Bills visit the Titans on Week Six for Monday Night Football. Pray for Josh and Orman. First of all. Why is a a blog with a baseball name blogging about uh, tweeting about football? I, I wish they would just. I wish everybody would just hush and let us find out the schedule all at one time. Yeah, they're supposed to announce it tonight, but apparently, obviously, clearly, there are leaks, clearly. and there are many. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals will visit the Titans in Week One, and whoop de do. Well, Kyler Murray. A.J. Brown versus Malcolm Butler. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zone or man? <laughs> if it's zone, we're in good shape. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that guy can't play it for his save his life. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Let's yeah. let's let's keep it on the baseball track let's for do. now. Let's do um, it. As we have MLB.com's Jonathan Mayo on the line, and we are excited to, to speak with him because we have a lot of – a lot of local folks in this area who are looking to be drafted in this upcoming major league draft. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. For a second, I thought you were going to ask me to weigh in on week six of the Titans schedule. <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't. I got gonna, nothing for you. There. I was about to say, you're welcome to yeah, if you I mean, want. If, but. You, if you've got any thoughts, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing. We're, we're certainly not going to limit you. No, um, Jonathan, I, I reached out to you a few weeks ago um, to just see what your availability would be to come on with us because, you know, this whole rocker lighter 1-1-A situation – 
was really intriguing to me. And and with Jack Leiter, um, I don't know if scratched is the right word, but it, with, with Jack Leiter not making his typical Saturday start in Vanderbilt's series this weekend against visiting Alabama after having – well, after the Commodores having lost each of his previous three starts – would you expect or are you hearing any concerns with him as the number one or the number two as a result of the last month or so? Yeah, I think I, the short answer is yes. Um, but I don't think it's just because of that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there, there were question marks just entering the season to begin with, with, with lighter. Um, mostly because he's not the biggest guy in the world. Look through draft history. How many six foot one right handers have gone at the very top of the draft? Um, and there's not a whole lot of history or track record, you know, outside of his four starts last year before the shutdown. The last time anybody had seen him pitch was, you know, for Del Barton prep in New Jersey, you know, so we're, we're, we're not talking about a, a lot of information. And he did pitch in the summer showcase circuit before his senior year of high school and threw very well. Um, you know, so I think there were some like, well, we're not a hundred percent sure, you know, he's the guy, you know, this was not a slam dunk kind of thing. Uh, then he broke out of the gate and was, you know, absolutely ridiculous. The no hitter, then the seven innings and no hit ball. You know, he never, never pitched in an SEC play before. And then he got hit, which, you know, you want to start chalk up to okay again first time in SEC take some adjustments you know we, even the David Prices of the world you know right out of the gate struggled a little bit with that first go round let's see how we adjust let's see if the stuff holds up with the workload then he misses a start so I think you know there's still plenty of time for him to come back and if it was just them monitor, monitoring the workload and wanting to give him some rest. Uh, and and then he comes back and pitches well the rest of the way, then I think those questions get answered. Now, some of those other questions about his size and things like that are still there, but the can he hold up, you know, uh, to be a frontline kind of starter uh, will be a little more answered. I do find it a little curious that Vanderbilt didn't announce this until super last minute, which probably raises some more eyebrows. You know, if they had announced on Wednesday, like, hey, you know what, we're, we're giving him the week off just to monitor his workload after after last year's shutdown, I think everyone would have just thought, well, okay, that actually that makes some sense. But because it was a little last minute, there are probably some people wanting to see what happens going forward. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jonathan Mayo of MLB.com. Um, Jonathan, I felt like coming into the year, and again, this was before Jack Leiter exploded onto the scene the way he did. I felt like it was Kumar Rocker and everybody else. Um, and then once Leiter began to emerge, the the talking point that I was hearing was it's not a knock on Rocker. It's just that Leiter has, you know, for lack of a better word, outperformed him and moved into that. 1-1 draft position, which is where Pittsburgh will pick in the July draft. Um, how do you feel like those two size up? I mean, again, if there are questions about lighter size and how that translates at the major league level or at the professional level, 
that's certainly not a question for Rocker. Um, how do you see those two? Yeah, no, I think I, I think that that description is is right on point. You know, I think that uh, Rocker was the, sort of the guy. Now, I would maintain, and and, and Jim Callis, my colleague, and I have been saying it from the get-go that that as much as people wanted to anoint Kumar Rocker as sort of, sort of the kind of Steven Strasburg of this draft, that that wasn't accurate based on what people in the scouting industry were saying. It doesn't mean that he wasn't at the top of, of the board. Uh, we had him, you know, number one on our uh, on our draft top 100 back in December, but it wasn't that kind of slam dunk, and you know, he wasn't so far ahead of everyone else. And then Leiter went out and did what he did. Um, you know, Rocker, uh, initially there were some command issues and then he was pitching very well. Um, we had a story, uh, where Jim Callis like pulled a bunch of, uh, scouting executives and GMs and such, you know, like a lighter versus Rocker kind of deal. And Leiter ran away with that. And that was right at when Jack was, you know, absolutely dominant at the start of SEC play, the no hitter and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see how much the pendulum has shifted back. Yeah, it would be interesting if it would be yeah. interested if you went back and polled those same guys right now. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, and to be honest with you, right now, if you were to poll people who would you take number one, the answer would be Jordan Lawler. Uh, or Marcelo May are two high school shortstops, one from Texas and one from California. So the two Vanderbilt pitchers are not as firmly one in one A or one in two as they were, uh, you know, when when all this kind of started. Jordan Waller, by the way, a Vanderbilt commit. Yeah, he won't. You, you won't see him. <laughs> well, understandably so. Um, I guess high school hitters. Versus college pitchers uh, is kind of what that scenario boils down to. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, there, there. Listen, I live in Pittsburgh, and so anytime you dare mention that they pick someone other than Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker, uh, they want to throw you off uh, you know, the the nearest bridge and. And 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 those, there's the, plenty the, to choose from. There's plenty, there including, of, including yeah, one yeah, right guys, there in front of P, PNC Park, yeah, I guess. So, it's yeah, got, it's, got, it's got more bridges than any city in the world. Um, <laughs> so there, there are plenty to choose from. But you know, when you pick number one, you take the best player, right? It doesn't matter what you have in your system. It doesn't matter if you know who's going to get to the big leagues. Quickly, and, and I'll give you I'll give you a great example of something that happened, uh, you know, uh, in the, in recent history with the Seattle Mariners, and they picked number two in the draft, and they wanted Danny Holson, and Danny Holson was their guy, and it was not a reach. It wasn't like they were going out of their way. But Danny Holson was the guy. is the University of Virginia lefty. They had Felix Hernandez. He was going to get to to Seattle really quickly and be the number two to Felix Hernandez. Now, what happened to Danny Holson? Nothing, right? He, he, to his credit, worked his tail off and got to the big leagues and then retired just because of all the arm issues. The other guy that the Seattle Mariners were <laughs> contemplating at number two was Francisco Lindor. So now, it, now listen, it's it's by hindsight is twenty twenty. But who would you rather have? So I'm just saying, like, you don't necessarily take what you think is a need. You take the best guy. Now, if they think that Lighter or Rocker is the best guy, great. He'll get. They will 
get that guy to the big leagues a little bit faster will help right when a lot of this talent they have in the farm system gets to Pittsburgh and it might work out well. But, you know, like Jordan Lawler could be Derek Jeter, right? Marcelo mm-hmm. Mayer has gotten Corey Seager comps. And Corey Seager was in the big leagues when he was 20, right? You don't necessarily have to wait that long. So it's it's not the, 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 the sort of differential and who's going to get there faster and impact sooner that I think people think it might be. That's interesting, John. And and to your point regarding Pittsburgh, I covered their AAA affiliate here in Nashville for quite some time. And I distinctly remember um, when they took John Van Benskoten out of Kent State with their first round pick. Um, Van Benskoten had led the NCAA in home runs that year. They took him as a pitcher. So I say that to say. I can understand Pittsburgh fans if they don't necessarily trust the Pirates with this pick. <laughs> uh, it's a different, it's different management altogether. That's 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 two managements ago. So you know, like, but yes, you know, and, and listen, it's uh, you know, you've been covering this game long enough to know, like, the draft is such a crapshoot. You don't know, and 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 like, and and like, I, I don't mean to sort of dump on the Seattle Mariners with that example, but it's the one that comes to mind. No one thought taking Danny Holtz in second overall was a reach. Right? Like they right. thought he, was, he he belonged in that conversation, mm-hmm. just like Kuma Rocker and Jack Leiter. I just I just use it as a you just don't know, you know, going in, and it's not automatic. Like oh, just take the college on because he's going to get there faster. You know, uh, you know, Lindor was in the big leagues at what age 20, 21, You know, just like Javi Baez from the same draft class. Um, you know, so. It, it, it's not that slam dunk like, well, all things being equal, let's take the guy who's who is going to get there faster, and it may not be when all is said and done that all things are equal. I don't know what the Pirates are thinking, but I'm doing some polling now about Marcelo Mayer and Jordan Lawler and ask, and then asking a follow-up who you would take if you had the number one pick, you know, picking from anyone in the draft class, and only one person has mentioned Jack Leiter, uh, and no one's mentioned Kumar Rocker. So I think it's it's going to be very interesting to see. Now, if both of them get hot and pitch well down the stretch and in postseason play and, and in Omaha, which now you know will be scouted heavily because of the timing of the draft, then it's a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, this is not like the NFL draft where you're taking a guy who's going to come play on your team next year. So, right. you know, taking a, a need is kind of silly in the major league draft. You just take the best guy, and that – that just makes more sense. So I, I will be, I will be certainly watching uh, as these the college game continues to progress toward Omaha. Like you said, the draft being uh, after. at the yeah after the College World Series certainly makes it a a unique situation. I think. How do you feel like that is going to affect these high school players like Lawler and Marcelo Mayer? You know, it's interesting. You know, Major League Baseball uh, attempted to set up, you know, some combines and some draft leagues and things like that. Now, I don't think you're going to see any of the top, top guys go to those. What it will do is um, enable the high school players to do um, exponentially more private workouts if they wanted to. Um, now, if I'm Jordan Lawler, you know, uh, you, you limit that to the top four or five teams, I would think. Um, same with Marcelo Mayer. It sounds like at this point, I think they're both going to go in the in the top five. Uh, you know, at least as of right now. Um, but I think you know there are going to be those kinds of opportunities to 
to be seen uh, like one on one, which could you know often you know often help him. You know, Carlos Correa had such a great workout with the Astros that that vaulted him to the top of their board. And yes, they saved a lot of money when they when they when they took him, but they they thought he was the best player in the, you know in that draft because of that workout. You know, conversely, you know even college players who aren't playing deep in Omaha you know, have the opportunity to go play for a month like in the Cape Cod League um, and get seen against really good competition to help offset the lack of information since there was no real summer baseball last year and, and the regular season, you know, as everyone knows, was, was uh, cut seriously short. Real quick, before we let you go, I, I want to touch on this because it's – incredibly important to our local listeners here. And we were just talking about how quickly these college arms or these high school position players get to the, to the, to the major league level. Have you been surprised by how quickly and how effective Ryan Weathers has been for the San Diego Padres? Uh, a little bit. Um, uh, you know, and I think the funny thing is that, uh, because he was, he almost the only reason why not tremendously is he almost profiled like a college lefty mm-hmm. coming out. Right, he, he you know obviously with the MLB bloodline, it, it, he had such a tremendous feel for pitching um, that I thought that part of it would let him maybe move a little more quickly than than some high school pitchers. He he wasn't like a tall, gangly, hard throwing right hander who didn't know where the ball was going. And we need you know time to, to hone his craft. I think the you know the the stuff has been better. I never would have thought that oh here's a guy that you're going to bring up you know for for the postseason or as a reliever. Like he never struck me as a reliever. I thought he's like a middle of the rotation guy. Um, you know, so I never I, I didn't see him being able to do that as quickly as he did. And the step forwards he clearly took last year when no one was watching at the alternate site. Literally, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and to his credit, the work that he's done, um, you know, and from a from a conditioning standpoint and staying in shape, which was a little bit of a of a question mark, you know, as he was heading into into the drive. He's a big bodied guy. He's always going to have to watch that. But he he is he's taken he's made many strides uh, on that front, which of course has translated into into better stuff. And he hasn't lost his feel for pitching along the way. Yeah, I, I've been. We we have certainly watched every Ryan Weathers pitch that we can possibly watch this season. And as again, he is right smack dab in the middle of our coverage area in Loretto, Tennessee. Here, so we are certainly watching him progress and, and rooting for him, obviously. So, sure, we are. We have been certainly surprised as well, though, by his quick ascend to whatever the Padres are doing with their pitching staff. And your guess is as good as mine, just (laughs) throwing out people for three innings at a time. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, that is a whole different conversation about (laughs) what the shut, well, what the shutdown will do in terms of how you handle pitching, how quickly guys, you know, in this draft class will be able to move, you know, will move once they become pros. Like we don't really know what the shutdown is going to do for development across all levels of baseball. But yeah, if you had told me, you know, that Ryan Weathers would get to the big leagues before Mackenzie Gore for the Padres, I would have thought you were nuts. 
<laughs> and here we are. And, it's and, and, and here yet. we are. And yet. Hey, Jonathan Mayo with MLB.com. If you're trying to um, figure out what's going on with the upcoming draft and that kind of thing, he's a great follow. Where can they find you, Jonathan? It's pretty simple. It's just at Jonathan Mayo. That's pretty, that's pretty straightforward. Um, yep. Jonathan Mayo with us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Mr. Mayo, appreciate you taking some time. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. All righty. Man, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of great insight there on on what to expect once this draft does come around. Because, it, I mean, if you look at the top, the top probably seven prospects, there are three college names, and two of them are – Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. Yeah. So yeah. the rest are high school position players. You know, coming into the year, I just felt like they were going to be one and two at the top of the draft. It, obviously, that may not necessarily be the case, but, you know. I'm not, And I'm not sure how much it means to the players individually when it comes right down to it. So. I mean, money-wise, where they go is not going to be much different. Yeah. Because they're going to go top 10. I I think, though, the prestige of of having the top two picks in the draft from a collegiate program standpoint would be be one heck of a feather in in, in a cap. cap. Yeah, in in an already full cap. Yeah, he's got plenty of feathers. I'm not sure he needs any more. (laughs) No doubt. All right, y'all. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and we're going to – take a quick break when we come back we will talk about it on uh, southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint stick around in the lee company studio when we're out covering sports in and around murray county communication between maurice and i is absolutely vital to our success when your business needs top-notch communication and local service covenant technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mopad, Delustrous Potentate, Mike Lyle, coach on the scene. What's up, man? Doing well. Hanging in there. Push, <laughs> pushing buttons and running slides. Word up. Oh, yeah. The Hall of Famer Mo Patton getting some some news on the on the telephone. Um, you don't know how right you are. I want to. Is it news that we need to break? Mm-hmm. Well, let's break it. Well, um, you got to do 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 So we talked about Columbia State's eight six win over Walter State on Monday in the opening round of the um, TCCAA baseball tournament. We did, in fact. Well, two things that we missed. One is that Walters was the number two team in the country at the time of that loss. Oh, okay. Okay. Two is that Columbia State has since had to forfeit that game and a bunch of others because a member of the team had fallen below full-time student status, (sighs) dropped a class in February. And so I guess it's every game that he played in had to be forfeited, including Mondays. So... The Chargers did not play yesterday 
in the tournament. They are out of the tournament. And um, so there's that. That was Johnny Littrell, the yeah. athletics director from Columbia State that I was speaking to. So yeah. that is and the, the one thing that Coach Littrell said is that, you know, part of this is a function of, you know, the pandemic and remote classes and that kind of thing. You don't necessarily have the day-to-day relationship with the players. You don't have that relationship with instructors that would necessarily let you know, hey, player X has, has dropped a class, that kind of thing. So. so is Walter State back in or? Well, Walter State would have been in regardless. They just dropped oh, to the loser's, the bracket. loser's bracket. But okay. um, I, don't, I don't know what the remedy is and like – I was talking to him during the break, so probably more questions than answers at this moment, but we will definitely be following up on this, and you can um, find out more on the website, sm-tnsports.com, later today, and we'll probably get more into this tomorrow. uh, Yeah, I mean... But it's a great lead into Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Will Columbia State... Drop to the losers bracket? Will they be out of the tournament? I think they're out of the tournament. That would make sense. Yeah. So it's uh that's that's unfortunate. Really. All right. It is wild and wacky Wednesday, and that's some wild and wacky news right there. Uh let's uh let's get into it. Wild and wacky Wednesday. Brought to you by JJ's Barbecue over on Hatcher Lane, 900 Hatcher Lane, the oldest and family-owned barbecue restaurant in Columbia. Make sure to go see Julie and the gang over at JJ's Barbecue. Obviously, we can start with Florida Man, right? It's always a good place to start. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to stay. I mean, really, if we just go to Florida websites and just, just all of them. A guy in Florida stole a cop car. He got into a high-speed chase, and when the police stopped him, he managed to steal another cop car. <laughs> there was another chase, and that one ended with him being arrested. Thank goodness. 30, 33-year-old Xavier Cummings in Coosa, Florida, and he was wandering on the highway, and the cops stopped to see what he was doing. So while they were talking to him, he jumped in the car and took off. <laughs> what were they doing that he was able to jump in the car and take off? They got my... out of the car to talk yeah. to him to find out why he was wandering around the highway. And so he just outran him to the car, I guess. <laughs> Jumped in and took off. To, to, to keep an old cliche going, they probably, sounds like they need a few, uh, a few fewer donuts. Uh, if they can't catch a guy that they pulled over. Well, it, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, let's stick around in Florida. What do you say? How about, I'm not sure if this is the Jacksonville area, but that's where Leonard Skinner is from. So the cops in Florida were hunting for a guy who stole a trailer last month. I guess they are still trying to track him down. Uh, but he stole $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinner memorabilia from a trailer. or in, He stole the trailer that included $12,000 of Leonard Skinner memorabilia that was set to be auctioned off. Okay, hold up. Yeah. There's $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinner memorabilia. <laughs> Dude, this is Leonard Skinner. This is stuff from like the Van Zant collection. I, I, I guess, I guess an item's value is whatever someone will pay for it. Huh? That is correct. Okay. We are, call that an acquired taste. And and we are still <laughs> in the South, where Leonard Skinner's picking down in Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> 
The stuff was going to be sold at a cancer charity benefit to honor Jimmy Van Zant. Um, it did include a 1957 Les Paul guitar signed by several rock stars, plus a whole bunch of other Skinner stuff. They're hunting for William, and he's looking at a felony grand theft charge. They did say, however, that if they find him, they will give him three steps. <laughs> Coach Mike didn't like my joke, but I thought it was funny. So did Mo, because he laughed. <laughs> And you won't see me no more. <laughs> if they give him three steps, we might get away. I don't know. If, 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 they if say, it's the Kusa oh, yeah. yeah. I was about to say. Just don't leave that car running. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Folks, that's you, good stuff. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move to Wisconsin because they're kind of like Florida, but up north. Um, <laughs> seems like we have a lot of these that come from Wisconsin. I, a bakery in Wisconsin was robbed last month, so they made cookies with surveillance cameras shot of the robber, and they handed them out for free. <laughs> Instead of a flyer, that's a way better flyer than anything yeah. else. <laughs> Like I'll, I'll take a look at it. I'll take a picture of it with my phone, and then I'm going to eat, eat this cookie. cookie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked. Someone was able to identify him, and now the police are trying to track him down. So, mm. Uh, mm. good job, well done, and 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 that's that that's very ingenuitive, right there. Ingenious. It is ingenious. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that's so good. Mm. Um. I have a question for you, and I want to ask you this. Uh, we'll get to it in just a second, but I got one more, but then I'll ask you the question. A woman held a fake funeral for her boyfriend so his mistress would think he was dead, and it worked. Recently on TikTok, the woman told a story about how her her hus- or her boyfriend went to jail, so she faked and staged an entire funeral so the mistress would think he was dead. She still posts to Facebook to this day about how she misses him. She still thinks he's dead. That gives a whole new uh, meaning to that Junior Brown song, and my wife thinks he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty you know, impressive. Yeah. I, I'm just no. What's impressive is you working Junior Brown into this show. <laughs> hey, I love me some Junior Brown. <laughs> Look, the Florida cops were just doing their job on the highway patrol, and. <laughs> <laughs> Two Junior Brown songs oh, for the price of one. Goodness on. gracious! Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Finally, I get the yeah. I get the do this. <laughs> all right, all right. That's gonna do it for Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Brought to you by uh, JJ's Barbecue. But I got one more question for you guys. It's kind of a trivia question here. <sighs> by the way, the Guinness Book of World Records is now in the Guinness Book of World Records as the best-selling copyrighted book of all time. <laughs> That's interesting. Set their own record. Huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wow. wow. All right. That that violates the journalistic being being the story. Don't make yourself the story, right? I so, guess. Yeah. But okay. They did they do have a, a record, so there's that. Mm. All right. There are five major league baseball teams who have won every time they've gone to the World Series. Can you name them? Oh goodness. Undefeated in the World Series. Uh Florida Marlins. All right. Miami Marlins. Okay. Uh, Toronto. I guess. 
Toronto Blue Jays. That's it. They're both 2-0. and The other three have only won once. They've only been Arizona once. Arizona Diamondbacks. All right. Um, And I'm... Your favorite team. My favorite... Oh, the Nats? The Washington Nationals. Oh, goodness. Okay, who's the fifth? You'll never get the last no, one. No, no. I won't. You're right. The Los Angeles Angels. It's hard to believe they've only been there once, actually. And huh. they won it the only time they went. Wow. Hmm. Those are the five teams. The Miami Marlins, Blue Jays, Angels, Nats, and D-backs. Interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. It's good stuff. <sighs> that was fun. Not as good as Junior Brown. But. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> five minutes ago, Tennessee Sportsnet... Posted that Walter State lost to Dyersburg State Tuesday, twenty to nine. So the number two team in the country has uh, apparently been eliminated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but have they? <laughs> uh, it appears that Dyersburg State. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, Walt. What is Walter State nickname? The Senators. Okay, they will play Motlow State in an elimination game today. Uh, the winner will get Dyersburg in the championship. That is the. That is how that will work. But we will have plenty more on sn-tnsports.com. You can also find last night's recaps from high school sports. You can find a story on Spring Hill Baseball and Spring Hill Summit Softball on sn-tnsports.com. You can find more coverage tonight as well as district tournaments roll on. You can listen to the Braves on 103.7 WKRM tonight, starting at 505, 620 first pitch. 505 pregame. That's what I just said. My bad. <laughs> I, that's what happens when you're in the midst of texting somebody while you're wrapping up. My bad. Oh, good. That's why oh, we good. don't text and drive, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the illustrious potentate coach, Michael Lyle, and the Hall of Famer, Maurice Patton, I'm the nobody, Chris Yao, saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,